I'm Ginger Birkenbuehl. And I'm Esther Ikoro. And we're the hosts of the Honest Field Guide podcast. Entrepreneurship is no joke. The journey is full of anticipation, failure, hope, and disappointment. You'll make money and be totally broke at the same time. The Honest Field Guide podcast tells you the truth. We know being an entrepreneur is crazy hard and you will sometimes cry at dinner. Listen in to be inspired, laugh, and learn how to really thrive on your business journey. Today on the Honest Field Guide podcast, uh uh-oh, so this just happened, personality, process, and purpose on social. Wow. Hey, Esther. What a tongue twister. (laughs) Personality, process, and purpose. Yeah, PPP. Okay. The three Ps. Okay. Well, (laughs) this is really important because when we talk about branding and the new age of branding, something that always comes up is personal branding. And when you are a business or the face of a business, your personality, the process behind scaling that personality on platforms like social media and the purpose of that personality and the purpose behind your brand become very, 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 very relevant. Mm -hmm. And, And the other thing is, how do you express your personality professionally? Yeah, that is the question because what that looks like is changing and and we should talk a little bit about how it's changing. There used to be a time when you didn't get the opinions or 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 words from a CEO of a company. They were an invisible entity that most people didn't even know who they were. Or you would see their information or you know, personality sort of in the letter to shareholder in an annual report. Exactly. Which is only accessible by a few people. The good old annual report. Love those. <laughs> but these days, it's weird to me when I see a brand and I can't figure out who the CEO is and the CEO doesn't have a presence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or you have an entrepreneur who has too much of a presence on social. There's too much personality or there's too much personal stuff. Well, yeah, I don't think there's a such thing as too much personality, but I do think that not having the right bounds on what you share on social media can create a situation where it feels like you're giving too much of the wrong type of information to your audience. How about too much information? I think it's too much of the wrong type of information. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Because at scale, you can have a plethora of the right type of information. People like Oprah, who has a machine that is putting out an unending amount of information. So it's not too much information because you want to, I want, I listen to Super Soul and I listen to Masterclass, two podcasts, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, so she has so much information out there, but there are very specific parameters to what the personality looks like. And so at scale, obviously handing the reins over to other people because she has clear guidelines on how her personality should be portrayed, it can scale infinitely without crossing the lines into something that will shift away from what she wants her brand to be. She's a cult of personality. She is a cult of personality. So if there's anyone to look at their personality, it's her. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, she's she is the, the you know, standard. She's the standard. She sets a lot of standards. She's created a lot of standards and she sets tone and rules Mm -hmm. and she creates new opportunities and new visuals Mm -hmm. and she understands how to leverage platforms and push the boundaries of what those platforms can do so um whenever she speaks people look and say oh that's a great idea but what are we going to be talking about today overall on our podcast around this process personality and purpose 
yeah, today we're going to help you understand what that really means, what those words mean, mm-hmm. and how they apply to small business owners. We're also going to be giving some examples, people who are doing personality at scale in the right way. And it, it works to look at these people because they are also very, very, very busy. And so taking cues from them can help you understand how you can express your personality at scale on social media as a busy small business owner. Love it. A busy small business owner. Love it. Okay. (laughs) What does personality look and sound like? What does that mean to you? Um, On social. Yeah, on social. Exactly. I think when I put it in the context of my small business, I want to show my authentic self as the CEO And I want my employees to be able to show and express their authentic selves as well. Um, For me, personality is the environment that you find yourself in, the locations where you're appearing, the way you're dressed, um, the topics you're interested in. Everything related to how you move through the world is how I would define you know, my personality, mm-hmm. my personal personality as CEO of my company. Um, when I'm speaking from a third part, you know, a third party perspective, which is Burke Creative or the Honest Field Guide podcast or you talk Carol, my band or Burke Digital, um, it really is less about me and it's more about what my company's doing. And I happen to be, you know, an object you know, within the company, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not really Ginger Birkenbuehl as much as it is. I am, um, I'm a player in the environment of my company. And so there's there's definitely two ways to do that. I mean, you'll notice on social media that um, people that own companies, they have their own personal profile and mm-hmm. then they have their company profile. So mm-hmm. you do have to figure out what that separation is. And some people don't have their own personalities on at all. They just represent their company and that's it. And it's very removed and yeah. slightly less less personality driven and more a little bit more sterile. So those are things that you have to think about. But that's how I define the personality. And of mm-hmm. course, my personality is very different depending on what channel I'm on. Yeah. My LinkedIn personality yeah. is very different than my Instagram personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I would suggest the same thing for you. I mean, how do you view your personality, Esther, in the context of Esther Ikoro, my, you know, as a as a woman entrepreneur? And Esther Ikoro as an employee that, you know, works at Burke Creative. I mean, how do you define personality? Yeah, I think personality to me is context. So personality, as you express it online, should give context around the things that you say and the things that you do to help people understand your intention and and your um, beliefs and values and aspirations more. Mm -hmm. Um, So when people buy into you, it's just like being friends with someone if your best friend says try this it sounds different to you because you know more about that person Mm -hmm. when oprah says try this even though oprah is a brand and is a business you take it in a different context than if another celebrity said it because you have so much context around what is consistently important to her what what types of things she likes you have a gauge on her tastes and so you kind of get a better idea of what you're getting when you buy into that same thing goes for opinions and and all that so when you express personality obviously human communication is very vast so it's about using different realms of communication whether it's audio whether it's visual what have you to give context to whoever you're speaking to about who you really are and what the things that you're saying and doing mean. i mean but she's also over time 
develop credibility and trust. Yeah, and that and is important. That's huge. I mean, because a lot of people recommend a lot of things. Yeah, but yeah. it's a whole lot different when Oprah decides to, to say it. do this thing. And that's or part do that of thing. her personality. Mm-hmm. That credibility and that trust is part of her personality. But she's built it up over time, and mm-hmm. she's been very careful and strategic and methodical. Yeah, about how she does it, and I think that what we have to do as entrepreneurs um, that haven't had marketing backgrounds or Mm -hmm. haven't had media backgrounds or haven't been trained on how to photograph environments or film, things like that. Um, You know, we have to, you know, trial and error, make mistakes, do new things online, Mm -hmm. you know, within reason that are still, that have high Mm -hmm. integrity and, and high value and learn what are some of the best ways that and best tactics that are going to work for me and my brand because Mm -hmm. sure we all aspire to be Oprah or Beyonce in some level because Mm -hmm. they have extraordinary influence. Yeah. Right. But that did not happen overnight. And now um, I would suggest even with Oprah, which I love about what she's doing on social. um, Unlike an earlier conversation we were having where some business owners phone it in, they're making no changes. She is constantly reinventing herself. Yeah, she's, she's evolving. Constantly evolving, and I think that um, we have to evolve too. I mean, all of us as entrepreneurs must evolve, especially if we don't have the the bench that Oprah has. I mean, Oprah has people working for her all over the world. Yeah, and she's built other people's careers. Who amongst us, as small business owners, can say, "I have built hundreds of careers." Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, she is a grand standard. That we all should, you know, look at and learn, mm-hmm. but then figure out how can we use her ideas and how can we leverage her inspiration to mm-hmm. create our own? Because she's a good person to look mm-hmm. at around that. Even, I don't care if you're male or female, mm-hmm. right? I mean, anybody can look at her and learn. Yeah. And I think that's really critical when we're talking about building, you know, personality process and, and purpose on social. You've got to be looking at people that are that are doing it right. Mm-hmm. And I think the first lesson from that is that she did it over time. And so when you talk to people about first getting out on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, mm-hmm. different on LinkedIn, on all of those different platforms, the first lesson to learn about people who are established entities are that they built up their audience's attention and trust over time through consistency. She's also really positive, right? I mean, I think that... Yeah. Um, you know, she stays positive and keeps positive and presents positively. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what's happening at the production meetings that they right. have every day, right? I mean, there's I'm sure there's people yeah. pounding on the table and and there's lots of disagreement because that's what happens when you're doing uh creative work and you're doing strategic work and uh-huh. messaging around audiences, but but generally when you look at her feed, you know, you're you're always there's a little smile that comes to your face yeah. and there's a little sense of uplift and hope and and coming up and you and you and you also um, consider her brand and you know even though she is uh, beautifully dressed all the time mm-hmm. um, intentionally you know makeup less or makeup full um, mm-hmm. you know everything there's a reason and a purpose for everything she's doing you're not ever getting the feeling that she's trying to be um, she's not she's it's not. she's not trying to be something she's not and she's also not necessarily trying to beautify herself really she's trying to find ways to help you think about beautifying your, your yourself and so she's she's always offering something for the audience and i think that when we're talking about developing that message on social there needs to be something for the audience to want to do or want to feel yeah and it's, it's beyond them looking with, at admiration right because it shouldn't be that about admiration 
so it starts with two things. It starts with knowing who you are and knowing who your audience is. Because knowing who you are will create some sort of bounds of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing who your audience is will, will help you understand how you can serve them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you only know who your audience is and you don't know who you are, then you get into that dangerous place of, you know, if that was the case, then we would all just be posting pictures of puppies all day because those gets get a lot of likes and yeah, a lot well, of Yeah, well, you do have to know yourself. Right. Know thyself, as they like to say. Right. You do have to know yourself. But, but also, there's sometimes you can know yourself too much and cross the line. Right. So, so that's part of the difference between having a personal brand and a personality driven brand right so like well maybe that's not the right way to say it well no i think it is the right way to say it i mean a personal brand may not necessarily be um a business brand and i guess we have to figure out you know what are we talking about i mean some are they they're almost the same to me in some ways just because we've watched them Mm -hmm. using social media happen and vice versa like we've watched people go from just being personalities to then attaching products that are now full-fledged businesses. So who, who would be an example of a personality that you think started off as a personality and mm-hmm. then, you know, went through that process of personality to process to product? Yeah, I think Gary Vaynerchuk is a good example. Mm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the okay. thing, the interesting thing about him is that he has a completely separate business, sure. VaynerMedia, that's not, wasn't, personality driven right he had his dad's wine business wine library all that stuff his going into his now digital consulting for small businesses is purely from the fact that that is part of his personality brand that came afterwards you know that his he's the child of immigrants you understand the struggle of all of the things that then motivated him to be like right i'm taking control of this and I'm willing to sacrifice this much to get to a place where I feel this way. Mm-hmm. Because when we first came to America, this, this, and this. It's why the hero's journey is so good when it comes to storytelling. And I think I love that because I feel like... Because what happens in the hero's journey? Yeah. Sometimes someone dies. Spider-Man's uncle dies. <laughs> Don't tell it! Oh, please. You know... Some, Don't tell it! That's a spoiler! Spoiler alert. If you don't know... Okay, any hero's journey. You know, Frodo, something happens where... Frodo, I love it. You know, there's always in yeah. storytelling, because it right. really is about storytelling. The right. stories you tell about yourself is the way that you get right. your personality out there. When you give people context, you become the hero of your own story. Yeah. And so then when people see you struggle, you know, when Frodo is like, he mm. wants to put on the ring, but he doesn't, you take it differently. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 I like it because when you trust yourself and trust your audience yeah that you know that they're not going to judge you because they're thinking in their heads i had that journey too exactly There's a small business owner on YouTube who is an artist. Um, And a lot of artists on YouTube have built their brand as personality brands. So you see her process. You see her creating. Um, Her YouTube has blown up very recently. I mean, because she started making shirts and selling them. And so she now has products associated with her personality. And her art is being monetized. So she had an issue with her payment system. 
where she received a lot of money, but she couldn't access it. And as a result, she couldn't use the money to then fulfill the orders. And so her audience, all of these new people were waiting and waiting for like months and months for this product. But because she was authentic and shared like, this is what's going on. This is what I'm going through. This is the process. I've had to do X, Y, Z. People were not just forgiving, but like angry on her behalf, you know, <laughs> yeah. whereas if it was a faceless company who right. you gave your money to and then send you your shirt for six months, you'd be like, give me my money back. She had a bunch of vigilantes out there for her. Exactly. And, and then the payment <laughs> company want. actually want, responded to her I and apologized. I want a tribe of vigilantes. I want a tribe of vigilantes for 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 all all women that have a business need a tribe of vigilantes. Mm-hmm. We all need to be vigilantes for each other. But then you have to incite passion in people. And the way to do that is through yep. a sharing of your authentic, I'm using air quotes, self. Right. Because there are things that people like Gary Vee and Oprah don't share. Right. Like, you know, Oprah grew up in a house without running water. You know, she's a survivor. You know, all of these struggles mm-hmm. that she went through her early career, getting the perm and, you know, trying to do the news stories she thought that people wanted to hear and then feeling like she was betraying her authentic self and then mm-hmm. coming back. There's a hero's journey in there that, you know, you don't know everything about her personal life, but you know the things that you know to buy into. You know, it actually, you feel when you bring her. that up, it actually makes me wonder, you know, she became way before social media existed. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, you know, what does the next Oprah Winfrey look like in today's environment? How do you get to where she is Mm -hmm. in today's environment where we're talking about um, how to be authentic, Mm -hmm. how to be your true self, how to know yourself here? Mm -hmm. And how do you how do you build that up, especially given that when she came up, there was really not a lot of people doing what she was doing. Now everybody's doing Mm -hmm. it right. I mean, everyone's out there. So um, and that kind of brings me to the place of, you know, how do you how do you not be safe and still be successful on social media? Because it's a risk. A lot of yeah. what we're talking about is very risky for non-celebrity, non-nothings who haven't mm-hmm. done anything enough to make the kind of money that they're willing to risk at all. Mm-hmm you know, for a place like social media, because you can make or break yourself on social. You can lose your job yeah. on social. You can, yeah. you can have a client that says that was the worst thing I ever saw. Bye-bye. Your agency's out. Or you might um, risk your social status yeah. because of something that you've done. That's completely inappropriate. I mean, or maybe yeah. something that you didn't think was inappropriate, but someone else did looking at you. Businesses have certain values associated with them. Like Nike isn't going to pair up with McDonald's on something necessarily. Um, I'm not saying they do or they don't. I'm just saying when you think about their brands, you kind of get a feeling about the the values and the actions and what the tribe associated. Now, sometimes those tribes will cross over, but they serve very specific purposes and they push, in quotes, different things. Um it's always a risk. Like mm-hmm. even having any any having a social media channel period is a risk. Having a brand period is a risk because mm-hmm. when you express that brand, you know, you can be making baby clothes and someone would be like, "Why are you making so many blue clothes for girls?" Right. Like you're always at risk, mm-hmm. but 
you know, in the age of visibility, I mean, someone can go, even if you're not on there and review your company on Yelp and say one of your employees said this, this and that, like that's not on social media, but now it is. It's just Mm -hmm. that it's an amplification of all of those things. I think that the best way to approach it is to know that in establishing your tribe, there are going to be people who are not part of your tribe. And the biggest mistake that I think people make on social media, in product development, in branding, is trying to please everyone. It's like a call to action. Mm-hmm, like right. you're not going to have one piece of advertising or one call to action that's going to universally appeal to every audience. You have to speak specifically to specific audiences at specific times in different contexts, right? And using different symbols and markers and things like that. Yeah, everyone's not going to like you. Exactly. Everyone's not going to like what you're selling. Everyone's not going to like the way you look Mm -hmm. or the way you talk or the way you act. I mean, everyone... Or think that you add value to their lives. Exactly. But if you know who you are and you know what's important to your audience and you focus on adding value to who your audience is, then you'll begin to, you know, and that value is authentic because I think that's also part of the problem. A lot of people, I mean, I'm all for business and capitalism and really doing this in a, a regimented, scalable, studyable way. But at the end of the day... If you're phoning it in, it's just like putting on a fake accent. You're eventually going to slip up. Right. So if you're actually a scumbag, this is not the podcast for you. I can't help you. Eventually, it's going to your things will be revealed. Right. You know, but even but if you're an authentic person and you're an authentically good person, even when you do mess up, the the way that you have those conversations, the way that you respond. And I've seen this happen with different personality-driven things like podcasts, for instance. There's a really interesting podcast called The Bodega Boys. Mm -hmm. Um, They are 100% personality-driven. They've been able to take their brand from Vice to Showtime, keeping all of their rights their naming and everything. They're two men of color from the Bronx. So coming from two very machismo driven cultures who we've watched evolve into very woke, aware, feminist. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Like, like, you know, in their own way, you know, speaking positively and advocating for and being allies for women and people and LGBT people. And, but they're amazing and they're able to um, address those topics and have those conversations in ways that aren't inauthentic to them, but because there's a genuine sincerity right there, they, they, they weren't like canceled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it was always coming from a place of goodness. Yep. There's no one who's ever going to be able to do everything right all the time. I mean, and, you know, coming coming up with uh, conversations that express your sincerity, Mm -hmm. I think, is important because you've got to figure out what you really believe in and what you really love so that you can express it effectively. And so I always talk to um, entrepreneurs and small business owners about finding the thing that you're really, really passionate about. Yeah. Because when you talk about the thing you're passionate about, you will always win. Yeah. You'll always win it. You know, when you start trying to make things up that you don't believe in or don't care about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not, it's not going to work for you. You won't even be able to sustain it. You can't even, it gets exhausting. It does. It gets exhausting. Right. I mean, think about it really hard. It doesn't come naturally. Yeah. 
you also should be mindful of it. I think in that vein, staying positive and really putting your energy towards the things you are passionate about. But a lot of places where people slip up is when they speak unprompted about things that they do not agree with. <laughs> Who asked you what you thought right. about gay people? Right. Literally no one. Right. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that if you have those views, you should, because there are lies of omission, right? Where mm-hmm. people, you still want to sell to them, but right. you don't, you know, so there's that. But there's also a time when it's like, that message wasn't coming from a place of positivity. Right. So if you created guidelines where you're like, my brand always comes from a place of positivity, even if that positivity is in the form of sincerity and saying, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. Generally, when personality-driven brands go out of their way to be critical of something is dangerous territory. Right, yeah. Now, there is a difference between that and speaking up for something mm-hmm. like you have seen because I, you know, we have on here and the general rules don't talk about sex, race, politics or religion. But you have brands, large brands, brands like Nike, mm-hmm. who have said very made very bold statements about race, gender, politics, religion. Yeah. But you also have the what's coming you know, from a place of positivity of saying like. We love everyone. But you also have people, if you get, get off the big brand boat yeah. and you talk about regular average people that are trying to, you know, run their their livelihoods, um, you have an author like Viet Nguyen who mm-hmm. writes a lot about narrative scarcity and narrative plenitude, and he does confidently um, and authentically speak about, you know, race and religion and yeah. politics, and he can... Um, say this with authority because he has an amazing book called The Sympathizer but you know you you look at what he's saying and you can get into a debate with him online for example mm-hmm. on Twitter or mm-hmm. Instagram where it's just where the two channels that he lives on and you trust what he's saying and, and understand that when you get a response from him that it's coming from an authentic place that he's lived but speaking you know? to those realities is part of his brand though exactly exactly yeah. exactly and like the woman who founded Girl Boss, yes um, you know she is um, definitely a cult of personality, mm-hmm. but she speaks very eloquently about mm-hmm. issues that are important to women and even her, but they're coming from a place where it's important to her. I mean, she's had struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now she's again, like you said earlier, you know, she's branched into products mm-hmm. and sponsorships mm-hmm. and collaboration. And so that's something that now she can confidently do and brands want to associate with yeah. her yeah. because they trust what she's saying. She mm-hmm. has a huge, huge following of women mm-hmm. And she's speaking from her heart a lot. Even when she's, you know, advertising for some of those financial companies, mm. she's really saying, look, I, you can feel it. She's mm. not actually saying it. Mm. I used to be broke, but you can feel it coming yeah, from her yeah. when she's speaking. Like, yeah. I used to be really, really, really broke and I was down and out. And you sense that. Mm. And so I think that for a lot of small business owners, they're so afraid. They're so afraid to express their weakness mm-hmm. and their and their and their struggles and their real serious, like, this really messed up thing happened to me. I mean, this was it, people, and, and it, to me, it, 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 sometimes it, it boggles my mind. Now, now I get it. Um, it's the exact opposite of what we've been told to do our whole lives yeah. as, as students, as professionals, as women, yeah. as men. Right. No one has been taught to talk to people about the things that you're struggling about, especially people you're trying to get to buy things from you. Right. But I mean, if you, if you, it's true and, and it's, it's, it's almost impossible to not have 
to not do that now because we have this yeah. this explosion of social media. It's if you really people wanna want to grow, people want to know. They want to know you. They want to know what they're what buying. They're buying they want to know who they're listening to. They yeah. want to understand what they're learning and mm-hmm. and where is this person coming from? Are they real or what's what's going mm-hmm. on here? So it takes a lot to you know lift yourself out of that when you are trying to build your brand online. I mean, you have to. Um, have a reason to be there and it's got to come from a real authentic place. Otherwise you drown. And not only that, but you can't even help anybody else be successful. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you, if, if nothing else, if you, if you are trying to figure out how can I solve someone else's problem, you can speak your truth all the yeah, time. Speaking your truth all the time. It's the best way to stand out. Yeah. All the time. Now, all the time. Yeah. And I mean, there's some, well, there's some, well, there's some truth that, <laughs> I mean, we should talk a little bit about when you should not, I mean, there is a line to be drawn about your truth and maybe you've just given away too much information and you're sort of like people are looking at your channel, like, Ugh. it comes from a place of positivity, it's like cringy, like my son calls it cringy, like well, mom, that's, that's, that's that was why. really cringy. <laughs> it always has to come from a place of positivity. It's like stand up comedy, yeah. right? Is a good example because that's something that. It takes you to a place mm-hmm. of tension and then it relieves the tension and takes you to a place of tension. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've been to open mics where someone has what I call stopped doing comedy and started just talking. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? They've just like, started this talking. Is, I'm waiting for you to relieve the tension, but that relief hasn't come. And? And then it's not, you're not telling a joke. Okay. That's the thing. You always, you're always in the process of telling jokes some jokes are very short where you see you hear the the premise the punchline and then the payoff mm-hmm. sometimes it takes longer like you have longer form people who do it in the form of storytelling but you still always get those parts so your audience trusts right. that it's going to come back to a place of positivity right so when gary v mm-hmm. talks about living in a tiny studio apartment with a bunch of relatives you hear that and you feel discomfort for right. him for that but then he tells you how it motivated him to be who he is when people talk about their struggles or if they're having a bad day you know that the next 15 posts aren't going to be about their bad day they're going to let you in give you some insight you feel away, you're rooting for them. It always returns to center, which is this is always coming from a place of positivity, which is why it's important to know yourself. Yeah. You know? I got I gotta tell you what does drive me nuts. What? So um there is such a thing as too much positivity oh, because it gets annoying. Because okay? it's inauthentic. It's, it's inauthentic. it gets annoying. I mean, you feel like you're being gaslit. That's like the sometime, inauthentic it, part of it. Yeah. Where I mean, you but have some people to balance it with like, I'm I'm a real person. I'm positive. But I'm a real person. Yeah, I'm a and real every, person. I mean, this, I when mean, it's seriously, just like, bing, bing, everything bing. is not. You can. Uh, everything's change. not like hopeful and roses and like sugar plums and things like that. Absolutely. You know, it's, like your your life cannot always be like that. Like there are, no. you know, people need to, you know, when you're when you're when you're personality selling your brand because mm-hmm. there is a way to not personality sell your brand. It's 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 challenging it's for entrepreneurs. Sure. Yeah, paid. It is called paid advertising. You're absolutely right. Paid advertising yeah. is not personality selling. That's paid. That's paid search. It's not yeah. like we're not talking about that. We're talking yeah. about organic mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. and developing mm-hmm. audiences and tribes mm-hmm. and, and people and communities mm-hmm. that don't have anything to do with you putting money on the table and, and getting yeah. getting people to pay to watch you. Um, but you know, there's 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 environments where I've been in where, um, you know, you'll be you know sitting around the table, you know, with your girls. All you're all business owners and entrepreneurs. You're you're talking about, you know, um, some of your struggles, and you'll inevitably get 
one person that 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 like that that says it looks at you and says you know you're being so cynical you know everything's joyful and happy you know why why does everything have to be this way or that way you know everything's going to work out just fine you're like no yeah. everything is not going to always work out just fine you just you're trying to gaslight me and it's mm-hmm. not true i mean yeah and you can't be out there thinking that and saying that because number one you're giving some people that really do need help a false sense of like you know promise yeah on the other hand yeah you know what are you teaching someone it's a lie but this is the answer and it goes back to what What's i was the saying answer esther i need the answer the answer is that the ultimate form of positivity is authenticity and sincerity oh yeah true that's the truth yeah. okay yeah. Because positivity, like we say the word positively, and I think we have a very, because of the internet, we have a very like um, stagnant view of what that actually means. Like yeah. when I think about positivity in air quotes, capital yeah. P, I think about like motivational <laughs> memes. Right. Right. Like you, you you're go, al- girl. You're always one more blah, blah, blah from <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? Just when you da, 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 da. Like right, that's right. what I think of. Hang in there, kitten. Like I think of that. But the yeah. real authenticity I love comes memes. from okay I'm not gonna I'll give you an example Mark Marin is a comedian who on the outside and for a long time sounded like a crabby old man <laughs> Mark Marin is one of the most lovable comedians lovable he's like Oprah likable lovable lovable and likable mm-hmm. he's able to have conversations with people well there's a difference between street. lovable and likable He's lovable. Okay. He's lovable. Okay. Um, he's I mean, ab- Oprah's likable. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I would call her lovable. She's too big. Right. Right. So there's a sense of distance. Yeah, she's too. Mark. Big. Mark Maron yeah. is lovable. Yeah. Like, I think Michelle Obama's lovable. Yeah. Right. She's lovable and likable. And that's because that's mostly hug because her. when the way that they were or you intru- want her to hug the you. way that they were introduced yeah. to the world and the platforms mm-hmm. and the ways they utilize those things, mm-hmm. Mark Maron is able to have conversations with people across industries and have them open up in ways that the only other person I've seen them open up to in those ways about really deep intimate parts of her life mm-hmm. have been with Oprah. Right? And you're like, but how did you get, you know, he's been so open about his struggles with addiction. He's been open about all of these things that you're rooting for him and he's evolving as a person in front of your eyes. And so he is a place of positivity. Like people write him letters. You know about what? And I love that, that they... you and I love that you said rooting for because I think that mm-hmm. when you are, when you're an entrepreneur trying to build your tribe, which really, I mean, you know, you and I, Esther, we're mm-hmm. always like build it online, online first, mobile first, social first, social mobile. Get yourself out there. It's important when you're an entrepreneur to be authentic because people will root for you even when you're failing and when you're successful. And I think that when you are out there on social and we both believe very deeply and intensely about social media because Mm -hmm. you can build a huge audience and build tribe. You can make a lot of money on social media as an entrepreneur. You can do all kinds of things, whether it's money, like actual money or, or the currency of attention, whatever it looks like. But when people start to root for you and they want to see your success and they want you to be um, winning, that's a place where you figured out, I've got the secret sauce. I know what's mm-hmm. working. It makes sense to me. And this is the kind of thing that can help you drive not only um, building a bigger audience, but it can yeah. eventually convert to the place you talked about earlier, which is, you know, products and, se- and services and selling mm-hmm. things to help mm-hmm. people say, you can trust me. 
you know, consider doing this thing or consider buying this product or, or consider, yeah. um, you know, consider hiring my company because mm-hmm. I, I know what I'm talking about. I've developed this relationship with you mm-hmm. and it's real. And you know me, you know my story. You know me, you know me, you know who I am. I mean, I am constantly challenged by especially women mm-hmm. business owners. Um, they're so reticent about telling their stories. They're so uh, many of them, not all, but many of them, you know, diminish their successes. You know, they don't want, they have guilt, a lot of guilt, you know, there's a lot of guilt. They don't want to really talk about, um, yeah. you know, things that have hurt them. Mm-hmm. Some women are really bold about things that have hurt them and they're able to own that and get out there and speak, speak it. Yeah. You know, Yeah. but many women are not willing to, to take those kinds of risks. And I think that it's hurting them, especially on social media, mm-hmm. because they're not building up big enough audiences. I want to talk about how to tell a story 101. Like, what is the, what is the first step that an entrepreneur can take that allows them to test the water to feel some safety with telling their own story on social like what what is like the number one thing they could be doing what's the first thing show who you are how would you do that um photographs videos photos and video show who you are give context around who you are um a good example is there is a an instagram influencer called he goes by the name of blue collar prep blue collar prep yes which is a very specific conjures up a very specific image mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it is he's a guy with a scruffy beard but he's very well dressed and he looks he gives off this vibe of being blue collar but mm-hmm. well dressed mm-hmm. and really embodies that in a lot of different visual ways okay the interesting thing about him and the way his brand has changed over time because he's has pretty big sponsorships now at this point um he started showing a lot of his pictures have his son in it now he could just be, you know, there are lots of uh, um, Instagram fashion influencers who also have brand endorsements. He's a good enough looking guy to just be in front of the camera in those scenes by himself. But he's purposefully shifted his brand to really show himself as a father. So sometimes his son will dress up in similar clothes to him and they're in that in those scenes together. That tells a very specific story about who he is and what's important to him that opens up a different lane of audience to him. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, a female audience that loves the fact that he's a family guy are also making note of the products that he's selling for the men in their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about, when I say show who you are, it's really about what's important to you, what matters to you, what are you passionate about? So it's not just like, there's, I'm thinking about this one woman who, um, she has a company, and I've really been interested to hear her speak mm-hmm. and to talk about, what's important to her and what's meaningful. But all I ever get are images of her on stage yeah. or her, you know, you know, having a glass of margarita in her hand because she's um, traveling to a place where she just gave some kind of a keynote somewhere. And I'm just craving to say, who is this woman? What is, I, like what's really going what on? What is really going on? What is she doing? And, and, and I don't think that, her lack of sharing is really helping her brand. I think it's actually hurting her brand. I think it's she's too distant mm-hmm. from what she's trying to do and what she's trying to sell yeah. or communicate. And so um, 
I hear what you're saying about the blue collar guy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like sometimes if you just propped up a camera and sat and just talked about, you know, where you came from, how you got to where you are today, mm-hmm. what motivates you, mm-hmm. what hurts you, and what advice would you give to the next person? Those kinds of things can help you set yourself up for success and you can get, you'll get better and better and better and better at this. You know, Ariana Huffington mm-hmm. is um, an example of someone who had a transformation politically mm-hmm. um, because of something that happened with her husband. Um, and she um, not only, com- you know, divorced her husband, but, and she, they tried to destroy her, you know, career, a lot of forces around her, but she relaunched her brand and she brought a whole lot of women with her and she continues to bring women to her platform and she's very expressive about herself and mm-hmm. she speaks truth all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I feel like there has to be a way for a small business owner to mm-hmm. overcome their fear of sharing so that they can drive um, visibility and 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 help them um, present themselves as thought leaders because yeah. there are so many. I mean, entrepreneurs are different. They're not like everybody else. They have a different way of thinking, of thinking yeah. and they're creating things. And and people need even okay, like you know, we're gonna have a podcast at some point on networking. And um, one mm. of the ways to to help yourself feel better mm. about networking is to start networking in a place like social media where you can share and meet people Mm -hmm. and have conversations and get comfortable and start helping other people um, learn how to use their cult of personality. You can make mistakes on social media and leave an impression that will never be vanquished from someone's mind. And depending on your brand and your company and who you are, Mm. you could really damage yourself and your brand. People were burning Nikes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But you know what? Exactly. A lot of people will be lifelong wearers. Exactly. I mean, so, so, you know, and I think that one of the questions that I get sometimes is, you know, how do I know what I'm saying is is too personal or not i'm not bringing this up as a way to just undo everything we just said about you know (laughs) oh no (laughs) what you need to do to just go for it put yourself out there but there's certain things you've got to think about that's why it's important to write it down i mean in advance in advance write down in advance writing down who you are and what you're about and what's important to you and what's relevant is really critical you know also um practicing this over and over again, you know, indicating um, how you're going to communicate, how you can be different today or different tomorrow, or what slight changes can I make? I mean, just being repetitive about sharing information about what you're doing Mm -hmm. and who you are and what your story is. And just keep in mind that what you share today, someone that is going to see it tomorrow didn't see what you just did today. Mm-hmm. They're not going to see it because they weren't there or because you didn't put enough content out anyway. So mm-hmm. it's it's not like um, you're going to be like, I just talked about that yesterday. And and half of your audience wasn't there. They didn't mm-hmm. hear any of it. So that's why it's important to have even an outline and keep track of things that you talked about. Keep a repository of visuals and messages and topics and refer to that and look back and say, 
I haven't talked about this in a while or I just talked about this last week or maybe I should talk about this next week and try to find ways to weave that in to your personal story. That really makes a difference. I mean, social media and telling your your personal story to help you in your brand is a requirement in my opinion. I don't think you Absolutely. can you cannot do it anymore. Not until you get to a place like Oprah. You've got to start somewhere. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Honest Field Guide podcast where we talked about Uh-oh, so this just happened. Personality, process and purpose on social. I'm Esther and I'm Ginger and we'll talk to you next time. This Field Guide podcast is produced by Burke Creative, written and created by Ginger Birkenbuehl and Esther Coro. The podcast is recorded in the innovation and technology capital of the Midwest, Chicago, at Stomping Ground Studios in Ukrainian Village. Original music is written by and provided courtesy of Utah Carroll. Follow Honest Field Guide on Instagram and Twitter. The opinions expressed on the Honest Field Guide are opinions only and only represent the views of Ginger Birkenbuehl and Esther Coro. Thank you.